0: Chapter Two of *The Rainbow and the Rose* by E. Nesbit. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Annalisa Bodker. Chapter Two, Mummy Wheat, laid close to death these many thousand years in this small seed, life hid herself and smiled. So well she hid, death was at least beguiled to set free the grain and lo, the sevenfold ears. Warmed by the sun, wooed by the wind's soft word, under blue canopy they hold their state. For this, how was it not worth while to wait through all the centuries of hope deferred? What could they know who laid the seed with death of this divine fruition fixed and planned? Love, since life parts us, Lend my hand to your hand, and look with me into the eyes of faith. For here, between your hand and mine, there lies a little seed we trust to death to keep through unimagined centuries of sleep, until the day when life shall bid it rise. Our harvest waits us, who knows where or how, what world's away, wrapped in what coil of pain. But life shall bid us pluck gold sevenfold grain, grown from the love she bids us bury now. The Beech Tree My beautiful beech, your smooth gray coat is trimmed with letters. Once each stood for all things dear to foolish lovers, dead this many a year, whose lamp of lighted love so soon was dimmed. You have seen them come and go, and heard their kisses and vows, under your boughs, the pitiful vows they swore, have seen their poor tears flow, have seen them part, to meet, and to return no more. And in old winters, through your branches bare, the north wind drove the blue, home-scented smoke, that on the glowing Christmas hearth awoke, where the old logs, with eager flicker and flare, sang their low, crackling song of peace and of goodwill. The old song is still, the old voices have died away, the hearth has been cold so long, and the bright faces dimmed and covered up with clay. And summer after summer wakes to glow the ordered pleasance with the clipped box hedge, the drooping lilac by the old moat's edge, the roses that throw you kisses from below, the orchard pink and white, the sedge's whispered words, the nesting birds, all these return to revel round your feet. And in the untroubled night, the nightingale still sings, the jasmine still is sweet. My beautiful beach, I carve upon you here the master letter which begins her name, through whom, to me, the royal summer came, and nightingale, and rose, and all things dear. And in some far-off time I shall come here, weary and old, when the hearth in my heart is cold, and the birds that nest there flown. I will remember this summer, in all its prime, and say, there was a day, thank God the giver, an unforgotten day, when I walked here, not alone. O God of pity and sorrow, not alone. In Absence Wake, do you wake in the dark, in the strange far place, window and door not set like the ones we knew? leaning your face through the dark for another face, stretching your arms to the arms that are far from you, even as I, through the depth of this darkness, do? Sleep? Do you sleep in the house, in the lonely land? In the lonely room do you hear no steps draw near? Do you miss in the darkness the hand that implores your hand? See through the darkness your last dream disappear, and weep as I weep in the outer darkness here. Dream, do you dream? Nay, never a dream will stay, never a phantom is fond or a vision kind. Your dreams elude you and fly through the dark my way. My dreams fly forth to you, whom they may not find, and we... In the darkness weep, we weep, and are left behind. Silence So silent is the world tonight. The lamp gives silence out like light. The latticed windows open wide, show silence like the night outside. The nightingale's faint song draws near, like musical silence to my ear. THE EMPTY HOUSE CALLS NOT TO ME, HERE BUT FOR FATE WERE THOU AND SHE, ITS GIBE FOR ONCE IS CHECKED, TONIGHT, SILENCE IS QUEEN IN GRIEF'S DESPITE, AND EVEN THE LONGING OF MY SOUL IS SILENT, NEATH THIS HOUR'S CONTROL. RAISON D'ETRE O WEARY NIGHT, O WEARY DAY, when heart's delight is far away. What is the day, a frame of blue, the vacant glaring sun grins through? What is the night, a sable veil, through which the moon peers tired and pale? O weary day, a weary night, how far away is heart's delight? Love hung the sun in his high place, to give me light to see her face, and love spread out the veil of night, to hide us too from all men's sight. O oh, kindly night, O oh, pleasant day, your use is gone, why should you stay? My heart's delight is far away. O oh, weary night, O oh, weary day. The Onlooker If I could make a pillow for your head, soft, pleasant, filled with every pretty thought, if I could lay a carpet where you tread, of all my life's most radiant fancies wrought, and spread my love as canopy above you, your sleep, your steps, should know how much I love you. But, as life goes, to the old sorry tune, I stand apart. I see thorns wound your feet, your sleeping eyes resenting sun and moon, your head lie restless on a breast unmeet, and say no word, and suffer without moan, lest you should guess how much you are alone. The Tree of Knowledge I plucked the blossoms of delight, in many a wood, in many a field, I made a garland fair and bright, as any gardens yield. But when I sought the living tree, to make new earth and heaven new, I found, alas, for you and me, its roots were set in you. O oh, dear my garden, where the fruit of lovely knowledge sweetly springs, how jealously you guard the root of all enlightening things. At parting, and you could leave me now, after the first remembered whispered vow which sings for ever and ever in my ears, the vow which God among his angels hears after the long-drawn years, the slow-heart tears could break new ground and wake a strange new garden to blossom for your sake, and leave me here alone in the old garden. That was once our own? How should I learn to bear our garden's pleasant ways and pleasant air, her flowers, her fruits, her lily, her rose and thorn, when only in a picture these appear, these once alive and always over dear? I think again, the rose you used to wear must still be more than other roses be, the flower of flowers. Oh, pity, pity me. For in my acres is no plot of ground Whereon could any garden site be found. I have but little skill to water, weed, and till And make the desert blossom like the rose. Yet our old garden knows If I have loved its ways and walks and kept The garden watered and the pleasant swept yet, if you must go, go now, go with my blessing filling both your hands, and mid the desert sands which life drifts deep round every garden wall, make your new festival of bud and blossom, red rose and green leaf, no blight born of my grief shall touch your garden love, but my heart's prayer, shall draw down blessings on you from the air, and all we learned of leaf and plant and tree shall serve you when you walk no more with me in garden ways, and when with her you tread the pleasant ways with blossoms overhead, and when she asks, How did you come to know the secrets of the ways these green things grow? Then you will answer, and I... Please, God, hear. I had another garden once, my dear. Song I hear the waves tonight, piteously calling, calling, though the light of the kind moon is falling, like kisses on the sea that calls for sunshine, dear, as my soul calls for thee. I see the sea lie gray, wrinkling her brows in sorrow. Hear her say, Pride love of yesterday, return tomorrow. Son, I am thine, and thine. O oh, see thy love will come again. But what of mine? Renunciation Rose of the desert of my heart, moon of the night that is my soul, THY CANST NOT KNOW HOW SWEET THOU ART, NOR WHAT WILD TIDES THY BEAMS CONTROL. FOR ALL THY SOUL A GARDEN IS, THY SOUL IS LIKE A DAWN OF MAY, AND GARDEN AND DAWN MIGHT BOTH BE HIS, WHO FROM THEM BOTH MUST TURN AWAY. O GARDEN OF THE SPRING'S DELIGHT, O DEWY DAWN OF PERFECT NOON, I will not pluck thy roses white, or warm thy May time into June. I can but bless thee, moon and rose, and journey far and very far, to where the night no moonbeam shows, to where no happy roses are. End of chapter 2. Recording by Annalisa Bodker.